Welcome to the Front Desk Goddess Diaries. My name is Amy and I am a personal practice coach for the Brady Group. I've been in your shoes and I have the pleasure of working with dental practices across the globe. And you know what I've discovered? Everyone has the same challenges. I'm excited to share wisdom that I've gained from great dental practices just like yours. Stop using the F word in your dental practice. So what do I mean by that? <laughs> well, I'm talking about when you're calling patients to follow up. Um, it might look like this, somebody with uh, unscheduled treatment. Hey, John, it's Amy at Dr. Brady's office. I'm just following up with you, blah, 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 blah. They don't hear anything afterwards. You might as well be saying, hey, John, it's Amy. I'm just trying to sell you something. <laughs> so we're obviously talking about patients who maybe have unscheduled treatment, or are due for their free care appointment, but this also applies to leads. Many of you are utilizing marketing to generate leads through social media ads, through your website or both, and you receive the contact info and it's up to you to convert those leads to a live visit in your office. Now, I won't go off on this tangent too much, but um, you know these marketing outfits, and I've talked to several of them, they promise to generate a crazy number of leads. And uh, they're also, even though they promise to, to generate a lot of leads, they're also very quick to lower their expectations to basically, in my opinion, make up for their lack of generating quality leads. Uh, in fact, they throw out some pretty grim statistics. I won't mention names, but the most recent one I spoke to a couple of weeks ago told me that out of 100 leads, you might get 15 to 20 on the phone or to call you back. You may schedule half of those, so seven to 10 you may schedule. Then half again of those may show up. So we're talking three, four, maybe five, if you're lucky, will show up. And then one of those they predict will follow through with treatment. So we're talking out of 100 leads, one follows through with treatment. Okay? And they talk about, um, you know, you may schedule at best 10 of those 100 and only five will show up. So they're counting on people to ghost you. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I, I feel like as a marketing company that you're paying a lot of money to, um, when they're telling you to double book and sabotage your schedule to count on people ghosting you. Anyway, don't get me started. But <laughs> today's topic is more about how to get patients and leads to call you back. So that's where we'll focus. I won't talk about how this kind of marketing could potentially kill your schedule, create busyness that gets in the way of patient connection, yada, yada, yada. Back to the topic at hand. <laughs> Don't use that F word, follow up. We could also put, I'm calling to check in or circle back or whatever. It, it, that all falls in the same category. Again, it's, it's a, you know, basically indicates to the patient or the lead or the prospect um, that, you know, we're infringing on their time or their money. And uh, we don't want to use that terminology. They instantly trigger resistance on, uh, in your patient or even in your prospect brains. They think it's a salesperson trying to sell them something and it triggers them to go into fight or flight mode. And they just want to either get out of the situation quickly or they just don't respond. They look at the caller ID and don't answer. They don't respond to your email. They don't respond to your text. So here's my suggestion. Instead, call with the intent to understand your patients and your leads rather than calling with the intent to schedule. So let's talk about existing patients first. So we typically say, again, using the F word, just following up to see if you're ready to schedule. 
again, we all know the very, very best chance you have of scheduling treatment for a patient is when they're face-to-face physically in your practice, because once they leave, the likelihood of them scheduling as a result of your phone call or your text or your email, frankly, is pretty slim. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying you should not follow up with leads. Absolutely, please follow up with patients that have unscheduled treatment. Follow up with patients who have, you know, uh, not come in for their recare visit. Please, please follow through because some sometimes they fall through the cracks and we don't want to drop the ball. But most of the time when we call pending treatment or, or recare, we call with the intent to schedule. Mrs. Jones, are you ready to schedule that crown? <laughs> and again, she would probably be in your office if she were ready to, uh, to, uh, to schedule or wanted the treatment completed. More than likely your calls, your messages, your texts are just adding to the noise that your patients are bombarded with every single day. Think about it from your perspective. Hey, if you're gonna separate yourself from the noise, you're gonna have to do something different than everybody else out there. You know, we could say you could stand out, be likable, but frankly, do what it takes to deserve a return phone call. You know, what are you focusing on? What's in it for you? We need to schedule your treatment. <laughs> um, or are you focusing on connecting? Okay, let's talk about unscheduled treatment first. So let me say we should always know why a patient does not schedule. If we don't know the true objection, then we're messing up, okay? Bottom line, we are. We should know if the timing's not right, if, if finances are an issue, maybe they're fearful and they're trying to work through that. But if a patient leaves the practice, or not leaves the practice, like, you know, transfers, but if, if they walk out of your door and we don't know why they didn't schedule, that is a big problem, okay? Um, you know, by the way, things like I need to think about it is not a reason. Um, you know, it's, it's a mask for an objection. And in that case, I would say, hey, you know, I just sense some hesitancy and, and I just want to make sure that, you know, we're talking about something that's important to you. Would you mind telling me more? Okay. Or maybe they say, you know, I need to check my schedule. Again, that's could be a time factor, but in most cases, it may be a mask for another objection or they're hesitant. So in that case, I would say, sure, absolutely. When would you like for me to touch base with you tomorrow to uh, uh, get that scheduled? Okay. Um, I need to check with my spouse. Again, it's not really a true objection. I think in many cases, um, you know, it's legit. I mean, if I'm going to spend a lot of money, you know, uh, I'm going to talk to my husband first. And I think most of us would do the same thing. In fact, my husband and I have a dollar amount. If we're gonna spend more than X amount, we need to kind of powwow about this. So respect that, great. I would totally do the same thing. Would it be helpful if we called him and included him in our conversation today? Or what if we set up a time in the next few days for us all to, to meet via phone, Zoom, even in person? Um, if those things aren't going to work out, then I would say, when would you like for me to connect again with you in the next day or two? Okay always have an appointment for something, even if it's just to talk. In fact, I would put it on your schedule just like an appointment. Okay. Now, for those that do have those kind of uh, vague, nebulous objections and didn't seem super engaged, um, here's how I would follow up. Mrs. Jones, you came in, um, your name came up today and, and we kind of miss seeing you. We would love to set up a time to chat. We would love to hear what's next for you and how we can best support you. And we look forward to talking soon. Um, for recare, 
you know, frankly, I believe the hygienist should call. They have the best connection with them as the clinician. Um, you know, I believe that's the most effective way to handle that. Now I get it in some of your practices, maybe you have a new hygienist and maybe as the administrative um, front uh, office team member, you've got a, a longstanding relationship with these patients, do what makes sense. But, you know, we found that, that when the hygienist calls, it seems to have a little bit more um, emphasis to the, the situation. Uh, so if the hygienist calls, hey, Mrs. Jones, this is Amy, your hygienist from Dr. Brady's office. I have missed seeing you and I was hoping you'd be willing to, to give me a, a shout and let me know what's kept you away or what we can do to, to best help, okay? Not calling to schedule, <laughs> we're calling to understand, okay? Or maybe restorative pa patients that you were sure would have scheduled, but for whatever reason they didn't. I would say something like this. Hey, this is Amy from Dr. Brady's office. When we chatted last month at your visit, I know you shared some things that were really important to you and we discussed some possible solutions. I know the timing wasn't right. What can we do to make this easy for you to accomplish? How can we help? Okay. Um, these are just suggestions, by the way. I'm gonna attach in the show notes, you'll see some of this verbiage, but I am not a fan of scripts. Let me just <laughs> clarify that for a minute. I want you to take the concept and make it yours. It has to be genuine. Um, more importantly than, uh, you know, using scripts or trying to parrot back some of these things I'm saying, use common sense and adjust your message to, to fit the circumstances. More than anything, please, please, please remember enthusiasm. It doesn't matter what you say. If you aren't excited about it, if you aren't genuine and sincere, uh, that's a problem. Henry Ford said the definition of a sale is the transfer of enthusiasm. If you sound like you're sleepwalking on their voicemail after you've called 29 other patients and left messages, probably not doing too great. So to recap, I want to kind of give you some structure here. Here are seven of the best ideas that we've found that will help you stand up, stand out, and earn a return call from your patients and or leads. First of all, let them off the hook. Okay, in a voicemail or an email, I think it's great to say something like, hey, if the timing's not right, that's okay. We just don't wanna drop the ball. So let me know uh, so I don't become a follow-up pest. Just let me know where you are. The vast majority of the time, one of two things are gonna happen. They're gonna call you back and say, oh yes, I'm so sorry, I'm ready to move ahead. Or they'll say, you know what, we haven't made a decision yet and I apologize for not getting back sooner. Either way, you're gonna be ahead of the game because now you're gonna have some contact. Um, again, try to um, let them off the hook and, and just understand instead of calling with the intent to schedule. Whatever you do, people do not say, your oral health is very important to Dr. Brady. I mean, come on, that's baloney and the patient knows it. Beside, it's not besides, it's not really what the doctor thinks. It, it's about what's important to the patient. Focus on what they said is important. Um, for our Brady Group All Access members, um, you guys are very familiar with putting the patient at the center of the process and um, patient-driven systems where we are really good about information gathering before we present solutions. We call that earning the right to present solutions. And, um, you know, they drive that, okay? Now, the fun part is you end up with the same solution. It's just we get to take the patient's route instead of ours, and we get to, to help a lot more patients. 
So focus on what the patient said is important. And if you're not asking those open-ended questions to find out what those things are, um, take a look in our show notes. We'll give you some, some ideas and some ways to do that. So that's the first thing, let them off the hook. The second thought or idea, send a handwritten note. Um, I'll tell you, sending a ha handwritten note after your first visit with a patient, that is dramatically gonna increase your chances of getting a return call in the event they don't schedule for some reason. And I will tell you how I know, <laughs> because we have, um, I work with practices that do this routinely and they have much uh, better connections with patients. It increases your likability. It helps the patient to feel good about you and it encourages them to take your calls. I mean, when was the last time you received a handwritten note, a well thought out personal handwritten note with gratitude? Any chances are it probably had much more of an effect on you than the countless emails and voice messages you received. So think about it. You know, maybe you guys can set the goal to send, you know, every team member send out one or two handwritten notes a week. You choose the patient. I would definitely do it with every single new patient, whoever has the closest connection with them. Um, and uh, be sincere, be personal with those notes. So that's the second thing. Third thing is put them on what I call auto drip. So maybe you've tried everything you can possibly think of. And again, this applies, um, <clears throat> this particular one applies to not only existing patients, but your leads as well. So you've tried everything you can and you just can't seem to get through. Um, put them on auto drip, send them something interesting and of value at least once a month, um, if not more frequently. It also helps if you're active with social media. If you're present on your patients and your leads radar with some positive, enthusiastic activity, they are a lot more likely to have you in mind and they're gonna call you when the timing's right to make an appointment. But if you just you know, drop them because they aren't responding, um, they'll go somewhere else when the timing's right, okay? Fourth thing, let the patient call the shots. So we've talked a little bit about this earlier, but after every conversation, whether it's on the phone, uh, whether it's in person, whether it's a lead, an existing patient, after every conversation, allow the patient to determine the next steps. You know, if they aren't quite ready to schedule, when would you like for me to touch base with you? When would be the best time and number? Okay, that way, when the time for the, the you know, to touch base with them comes around again and the patient doesn't answer, you can leave a message or connect saying, hey, I'm calling because the last time we spoke, you asked me to call you today at 2 p.m. All right, so number five, call with the intent to understand rather than the intent to schedule. To sum that up, um, if you leave another old tired message asking your patient, are you ready to schedule those three crowns yet? <laughs> you can count on probably not getting a call back. But what if you tried this instead? Hey, John, last time you were in our office, we talked about a few things. Um, but I'm not sure we did a very good job of finding out what was really important to you and how you see us best supporting you. Uh, I'd love the opportunity to get some feedback from you to make sure that we're on the same page. Okay. So again, calling with the intent to understand. Number six, change your media. If a patient has, has not responded to an email that you sent uh, within, you know, a couple of days, I would call them leave a message or hopefully you get them on the phone and ask if they received it, refer back to that email. Um, likewise, if they haven't responded to a phone call, 
send an email or a text. Everyone has their own preferred way to communicate and your job is to find out which communication tool works best for that particular patient. Um, by the way, if you're not utilizing text, I think just about everybody is, but if you're not, you're missing out. Okay, I've got some most recent statistics from Weave. Um, you know, phone calls that go to voicemail are pretty much 97%. The response rate to those voicemail messages that are picked up uh, is 4%, not 4% of the total voicemails, but only 4% of those that are picked up. The open rate for email is getting smaller and smaller. It's 20%. The response rate to email is 6%. And again, it's 6% of that 20% that is opened, not 6% of all emails. So email is, it, it's um, a lot of people, if you're like, like me and many others, you start your day, uh, delete, 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 uh, unsubscribe. <laughs> you know, people are tired of email. Um, text messages, the open rate is pretty high, 98%. The response rate for text messages is about half, 45%. So, um, you know, nothing is perfect, but uh, definitely if you're not using text, give it a shot. The seventh um, suggestion, only the patient decides to be inactivated. And here's what I mean by that. I was talking with a practice recently and and they, uh, yeah, I said, so how are things going? Give me an update. And they said, well, we've been purging charts and inactivating patients. And I said, what, <laughs> what do you mean you're inactivating patients? And they said, well, we uh, activated everybody that hasn't been in since COVID. And I'm like, what, why, why are you doing that? And they said, well, we're just purging. And I'm like, I, I don't understand that, but that's a little scary. I mean, at some point, those patients are gonna decide to go back to a dentist somewhere. Um, and so instead of inactivating a patient without their permission, try this. Send an email, leave a voicemail, send a text with the following. Hi there, Dr. Brady asked that I give you a call. We know it's a busy time and just wanna let you know you are always welcome back in our practice when the timing's right. If you've moved on, the last thing we want to do is become pests. So if that's the case, if you could just shoot us a text, an email, give me a call, and let us know. Otherwise, if it's okay with you, we'll continue to, to reach out and keep you in the loop, okay? Um, I just checked the mail a few minutes ago before I started recording, and I received two of these mega postcards um, same day in the mail. I get them quite often, and here are the deets. I've got, uh, let's see, grand opening, Reflection Dental Group, um, $99 complimentary cleaning, um, that doesn't make sense, by the way. Complimentary cleaning, $99. Okay. Invisalign aligners from $34.99. Dental emergencies, free. Um, here's the other one. Uh, we accept all insurances, $79 cleaning exam and x-rays, uh, $1 take-home whitening, $100 off treatment. So, you know, if you're not marketing to your um, patients who haven't been in in a while, uh, somebody else is. And so whatever you do, never, ever, ever make a patient inactive. And for heaven's sake, don't leave a message stating that you're inactivating them if they don't return your call. <laughs> don't ever assume that silence for a while means they're never coming back. Because if you're not marketing to patients who haven't been in for a while, someone else will. Are you on the verge of burnout? Is stress ruining your love for dentistry? Are you working too hard for the money you're bringing home? 
If you're ready to kick the Sunday Night Blues to the curb, join us in Orlando November 8th through 10th, 2023 for our flagship event, Mission Possible Case Acceptance Super Conference. For more information and to register, click the link in the show notes.